Well, hello, good people. Welcome to the Coach's Notes. This is episode number 55. And it's Friday. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a happy, happy time. <laughs> happy is going to be what we're going to talk about today is happy. And it just dawned on me, I just introduced this as episode number 55 of the Coach's Notes. Well, of course, if you are within the community, you know that I've merged the Coach's Notes podcast with the Coach's Notes Substack. And in doing that, the numbers are all off. And the numbers actually don't matter. But I'm continuing to introduce the podcast in that way because the podcast does go out on um Spotify and Apple Podcast and Google Play and all the other places that podcasts can be found. So independently, people might come to the podcast without having any connection to the Coach's Notes Substack. And if you are one of those people, then I would encourage you to head on over to, what is the address? The address, what's the address to this thing? I'm always on the other side of it, so I don't see the address necessarily. Um, you can see that when I'm recording these, I'm recording live in 3D, baby. <laughs> so these aren't, uh, yeah, claylo.substack.com. So, yes, yeah, so if you are coming to the podcast off of listening, finding it on Spotify or finding it on Apple or Google or wherever you may have found it in the podcast universe. This is connected to the Coach's Notes Substack, which you can find at claylo.substack.com. And you can subscribe to it. And then these podcasts will come to you via that and so much more as well. And one of the things that I've introduced now is the chat. So Substack has created that feature, the chat feature, where you can chat with each other within the community. At present, it's, it's a, I create a thread and then we can chat on it. We'll see how that develops. I can open it up wider where you can start your own chat, which I'll probably make for some paid subscribers, allow them to be able to start a chat if they wanted to start a chat. So yeah, it's a mixture of paid and uh, non-paid subscribers and of course, there's more benefits as a paid subscriber than there will be as a as a free subscriber. But you know, hey, that's where that's that's it. It's your you know the choice is up to you in that. And if you find value in the coach's notes, you know, consider upgrading to a paid subscriber. Helps me out. Helps the community out. You know, for those who maybe can't do the subscription so some of those us that can do could help out um, the rest of the community in that regards. And you may have seen on the Coach's Notes cover, I've changed that, I've got my nice little dude sitting meditating in front of a butterfly. That's courtesy of a brainstorm that I was doing with Sarah. And we were having our regular sort of coffee catch-up chat, and I was introducing her to Mid Journey, 
And it's like, oh, what do we want? And it was, I forgot even what the prompt was. But anyway, that thing came out and I was like, oh, that's it. That's it. That's that's the coach's notes right there, baby. <laughs> uh, and so that's morphed into the logo, I guess, of the coach's notes. The guy sitting in front of the butterfly, butterflies transforming and other little butterflies are coming off and it's all nice and colorful and and all that stuff. But the other thing, and this just came out, was it yesterday? I think I was was working on the whole sort of, you know, being cohesive with the branding of, uh, of the notes. And so I was in the process of updating the description and all that sort of stuff. Um, But you might not have, caught if you're already a subscriber you wouldn't have um, necessarily caught that piece of it but the tagline underneath that now which i love i love it it's 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 think deeper live better and the description is sharing tools and ideas for self-inquiry insight and personal growth but that phrase think deeper live better and that just sums up the whole of my life in this space of, of, of coaching and philosophy and just my worldview is around learning and wisdom and all that. So I consume all these books and things that you see behind me when you see my videos and all the gazillions of books that I have in the background. It's that that seeking knowledge for knowledge's sake but it's this it's to think deeper live better by understanding by understanding my world or expanding my world and i know i do it a lot through books but i do like to get out and you know and experience it through the world but i know that my and it's always been it's been that way since i was a kid my 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 I don't know, I don't say fallback, that's the wrong word. My my start position is always with with these books. They're my friends. <laughs> They're my little friends. Think deeper, live better. I gotta turn that into a t-shirt. So don't be surprised if you see that coming out. You'll see, oh yes, there he is. There's my t-shirt. That's it. It's gonna have my little butterfly guy meditating logo and then underneath that will be think deeper live better man that's it that's it i'm in i'm down <laughs> that's it that's into the podcast i'm finished i don't need to no we don't need to go any further uh i see coffee mug and i see t-shirt think with that butterfly guy and uh, think deeper live better done finish oh man i love it now, if you think i'm crazy then uh, just go on to the in the chat on the Substack app. You can, and that was the other thing about the Substack um, chat app or chat function. It's, it used to be only available through the app, but now it's also available through the website, so you can access it you know, in either form. But I suggest getting uh, downloading the app and um, and using that as the access point. Um, yeah. Okay. So what, oh, before I get into what I wanted to talk about today, it was, it relates back to the chat one. I just wanted to 
say, hey, the Substack community, the Coaches Notes community via Substack is growing. So we got some new subscribers that signed up this week. So welcome on board. Do feel free to, you know, engage. And I would say, I was going to say, you know, like and share, but, I, you know, that's cool because I'd help the part, the, um, the notes grow the audience, you know, the, yeah, help the notes grow. But the even bigger piece for me is the engagement because I love dialogue. I love, you know, that's because we can grow that way, right? I've got all this stuff in my head and I like to put it out, but I like to then for it to bounce off of others. And then um, we can send some synergy then happens as we share our ideas. Cause I'm, you know, I'm never here to, position myself as some kind of guru you know i'm just a dude who who loves learning loves helping people to expand their minds to grow to philosophize with and so yeah the if you want to make me happy which is the subject of this podcast by the way that's a way to make me happy engage in dialogue then i will be one super happy camper when i get to engage in dialogue with another human being whether that's in writing or in words or what you know or you know speaking on the phone or whatever it is or having a coffee i love to be in dialogue with folks, which is kind of strange on my podcast. I know I've done podcasts where I've done, in, you know, I have a co-host and I like that because then we can chat. It's a little more odd when I'm just doing a solo podcast because I'm imagining that I am talking to you all, but I can't hear your voices back to ask me questions and go off on tangents and together and explore down rabbit holes and just see where the conversation develops. So the disadvantage of doing this solo podcast is that only me going on a rabbit and leading myself down rabbit holes. Um, so anyway, you know, engaging is the happy button. Push that button and every time you engage, then you're making Clay happy. He's happy. I'm going to pause for a second here. Not that you would actually notice because when I do these, I'm recording them straight into Logic Pro. Here's a sneak behind the, the veil. Uh, but I haven't pushed the save button. So if this was to collapse right now and crash, I'd be in the hurt box. I'm going to pause and then hit a save. So at least if it crashed, I got most of it up to the crash. So pausing. All right, we're back. Now, if things go south, <laughs> I'll have at least up until the crash happens. And where was I at? Yes, yes, yes. Substack community is growing. Welcome the new subscribers and the topic. Oh, the other thing in chat. Then I'll get on to the topic, I promise. Um, I just opened up a chat thread which you can access via the app or the web. Uh, which is different, which is, this was confusing about for me for the um, coat, this substack bit. They have the thread post type, as you see on Wednesdays where I do the AMAs or open it up for questions. 
which, by the way, if you've got questions, don't be shy. Go on, ask them. Because other people can benefit from the question as well. Um, and then they have the chat thread, which is different. It's, it is that. It's a chat. It mostly, I think the idea is that you do it through the app, but you can do it through the web if you like. And, you know, it's, it's just a free-for-all there, kind of like um, just a group chat. And as I said, uh, we'll probably open up the ability to start a chat for paid subscribers. So it's not just me starting and you just having to respond. Um, but we'll, we'll see how that kind of goes. I only just kind of got the function going yesterday. But anyway, I did create a chat thread there asking about topics. So if there's a topic that you would like me to cover in the coach's notes, either on this podcast or through the, um, you know, the, the, the notes are written bits. Um, yeah. Then just let me know and I'll cover it in some way, form or shape or, um, another. So that, that I'll keep that chat thread open so you can go do that. If a topic comes to your mind, whenever it does, and now let's get into what I wanted to talk about. And this is actually from a chat thread yesterday that I started by way of experimenting with the chat function of the Substack app. And so the question that I asked was around, um, happiness but not actually happy so the actual question was this what do you think it takes to be happy that was the that was the question that i asked on chat and i did get a response and that was about getting things done and i like that because i f can relate to that as in when i get stuff done that a sense of accomplishment makes me happy and the, actually, this question's come from a book that I started reading this week by Mark Vernon as part of the Art of Living series, and it's called Well-Being. And in the first chapter, he is just setting up the book. And the idea of well-being is this idea connection with sort of um, happiness. And as he's kind of, you know, he said, if, you know, if he was walking down the street and you asked him if he was happy, okay, if you asked me if I was happy, um, generally we'd say yes. And I would say yes as well. I'm generally happy. And then, you know, you kind of carry on. But then he goes on to say, if you start to, you know, depending on who's asking the question, you might go a little deeper. So if a politician asks you the question, are you happy? Then suddenly you might be like, oh, I'm happy. But you know what? If you could, Stop doing some of the ridiculous stuff that you do. <laughs> I don't want to know. No politics here. There's no politics in, in the coach's notes. Um, or if a philosopher asks you the question, are you happy? Then it takes it into, and then suddenly you start to unpack more of what does it mean? What does your happiness mean? What, is, what makes you happy? You know, where does that come from? What is it? And that's where this question comes from. You know, what do you think it takes to be happy? And I suspect there's going to be nuances for diff, you know, different people um, in terms of the things that make you happy. 
it's worth knowing what those are for yourself and listing those things out. Um, because then you want to add more of them, more of that into your life. Now, of course, you know, happy, happy is a transient emotion. So, you know, and I say that I'm saying that, um, and the philosophy of me is coming out because I'm, you know, when you ask people, go, hey, what do you want out of life? And they say, I want to be happy. And that was something that I didn't used to pursue. I never was a person that, you know, my thing is I want to be happy. Uh, it just wasn't a thing that motivated me. Not that I didn't want to be, that I wanted to be unhappy. I just, it wasn't my, it wasn't a driving force for me to, to be happy. Um, And when I think through, you know, why is that? Because I, so, and someone else, and now, now I am, now, I don't know if this is a mark of me losing my mind because I'm, I'm now dialoguing with myself here and I can see myself wanting to dive down some uh, rabbit holes on this podcast. And because someone asked a question in the forum that I'm in, and I don't even know, I don't remember the question and I don't want to go look it up, but it was something around feelings or emotions or something along those lines. And because I, my, one of my responses was that I have a, I know that there's a multitude of human emotions range, you know, feelings, but I only operate with the basics that are hand for me. I'm, I'm mostly happy, you know, occasionally a little, you know, some melancholiness might come in there. Um, I don't tend to get mad, like angry, or I get annoyed, but again, very rarely. Um, and I think there was, you know, there's, those are my default ones, mostly. And um, and I think the discussion, I was just, you know, I, I do want to expand my experience of the other uh, emotional new capabilities that we have and the feelings that we have. Um, I think partly one of the, on my journeys, it's become, well, is that emotion useful to me? Like, is it useful to me to be angry? And mostly I'm like, ah, it's a useless emotion because it just gets in my way to be angry. It doesn't help me. So I tend, I tend not to spend any time with emotions that I, I personally don't see any use for. Now, I don't know psychologically what that means. Um, but that's how it's worked itself out in my brain. Um, so happy. I wasn't a, you know, I was never in pursuit of being happy that that's my motivator to be happy. But when I start back to think about, you know, the well-being and why am I, why, why, why do I, my, I'm mostly generally happy. What are the things that make me happy? Um, it's an interesting feeling, emotion to explore. And in doing that, I come across, um, how many is on here? I think there's like six things here. Six. Yeah. So no, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten. <laughs> ten, sorry, ten. Yeah. I do have, you know, some notes around here. So, um, and these are factors that are commonly associated with happiness. And so I thought I'd share those as you are working through your list of things of, you know, what it takes to make you happy. 
And then I'm sure they probably mostly will slot into these spaces here. And I think, you know, again, what's the learning? What's the benefit of doing this? One is, you know, bringing things to the you know, sort of conscious thought, having to think about it, having that self-reflection around this topic so that, again, you can organize your life to bring, do more of those things that make you happy. So one of the number one one here, or I don't think it's number one as it's not rated, but the first thing on the list, the first factor is positive relationships with family, friends, and significant others um, are important to achieving happiness. And there's some research that suggests that social connections and support are critical to our mental and physical well-being. And by maintaining strong relationship with loved ones, you can who can provide emotional support that helps to manage stress, uh, helps to create a sense of belonging and purpose. And that's always an interesting one for me. Um, you know, I don't necessarily have a very close relationship with my blood family. In fact, I only know them through the app. But I have some close friends, and of course I've got my immediate family, the wife and kids and things like that. And and those are, you know, that's the organization of my world is around my family here, the wife, the kids, um, and then a handful of friends that I have that are close friends. I mean, I have lots of acquaintances and stuff like that. And yeah. And I think when all those, especially, you know, within my, my little household here, you know, when that's smoking along, as long as that's smoking along, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. So I, yeah, so that's good. I like that. And what does they say? I have the other thing on here, they're saying it's worth noting that, that relationships, um, that you could have unhealthy relationships, of course, and then that's going to detract from your happiness if you're involved in sort of toxic, unhealthy, non-supportive relationships. And you'll feel that, isn't it? It'll really affect your happiness. It'll affect your well-being. And so moral of that story, of course, is surround yourself around people who lift you up and support you and you support each other from that point of view. Second factor on this list of things that make us happy is a sense of purpose or meaning in life. And I think with all these, there's the, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? And absolutely. When I feel on purpose, that I feel that my life has some sort of meaning, then that contributes to that sense of happiness for me. And again, some studies have shown that you know people who have a clear sense of purpose tend to be more resilient and better equipped to handle stress and adversity. So having purpose gives meaning to our lives and it motivates us to pursue our goals and our dreams. Now, the reason why I say it's a double-edged sword is because, you know, and especially in, in the, you know, this, this industry um, that I'm in, we can, people overplay this sense of purpose. Well, they use it, they weaponize this purpose. You know, if you live in your life purpose weaponize it against us as in if you don't have this purpose and a lot of people can't necessarily you know pinpoint the purpose but then that makes you feel like you 
somehow are inadequate and and now I've got to find my purpose and why can't I find my purpose? And then that actually then makes you unhappy and feel unfulfilled because you can't find this elusive um, thing called purpose. And I could do a whole episode on this idea of purpose in the sense that, um, you know, do we sometimes over make it like it's got to be this big, you know, earth shattering universal thing that's like, you know, super, I don't even know what's the phrase I'm looking for. We got to make it like, it's like, yeah, it's, it rocks the universe, this purpose that you're in pursuit of. Cause it could be small, like, you know, just my purpose is to look after, you know, my kid brother or whatever, you know, it could be something very small doesn't have to be some big amazing you know i want to change the world uh kind of purpose but i think where this uh research is pointing towards is the fact that you have some kind of purpose some sense of purpose so that it gives your life meaning makes you get up in the morning to go and do whatever it is that you do so that you can um, fulfill this this purpose and if you're looking for um, a deeper purpose you know partly why I like doing the coach's notes and doing coaching uh, is you know helping people to perhaps sift through some of the things that distract you to that higher level of meaning for yourself so when you ask that question, you know, you're getting up and you're doing all the things that you do on a day in and day out basis. And to what end? What's the point? What's the, how, what does it all mean at the end of the day? And then being able to shape that into something that is personal to you, whatever that might be. And then that gives you that sort of guiding sense of, of 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 motivation the purpose is to fulfill this whatever that is for you and so that you can say yeah i'm doing what i'm doing because it supports my sort of greater purpose and inside of purpose of course uh you, you know you're gonna touch upon things like your values your interests and the, the your strengths and then if there's a it's a book called Authentic Happiness, uh, seleg segment, 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 something like that. Authentic Happiness is the book. And one of the things that he talks about in that book is uh, that we should focus on our strengths. You know, there's a tendency to want to, you know, find out what your weakness is, overcome your weaknesses, whereas he proposes that, yeah, don't worry about your weaknesses. They'll take care of themselves. Focus on your signature strengths, and then you'll have that happiness. And that is all about really the values in that book, um, and then organizing your life to support your core values. So live in accordance with your core values brings a sense of purpose and meaning, and ultimately uh, happiness for you. Third factor on my list here is the ability to manage stress and cope with changes effectively. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think it's for, for me, this, does this make me happy? I suppose it doesn't make me happy, but it makes it so that I'm not unhappy, if that makes sense, isn't it? So um, if I'm able to cope with the stress, manage stress, then it doesn't eat into my well-being. But I don't see it as a thing to pursue, overtly, I guess, towards a journey towards happiness. But I get it. It's around, if you could do these things, if you can effectively manage stress, it helps you to build resilience. Resilience gives you that ability to bounce back from adversity and you know, helps you to maintain this positive outlook in the face of challenges that you have. Um, and being able, having the uh, having the ability to do that contributes to your happiness because you are capable of 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 doing that. Number four on the list: regular physical exercise and a healthy lifestyle. Now I'm a massive proponent of this one, so. Um, absolutely. And I work out most days. I try to go for five days a week and have two rest days in there. Um, I don't do as much exercise as that I would love to do. I mean, I was a cat that, you know, physical, my physicality was everything for me. You know, back in the army days, it was like, yep, yeah, it was uh, doing PT uh, with my unit and then me working out on my own at lunchtime and in the evening and playing racquetball and cycling. And uh, I was just always in motion. And, and, and the job of being a soldier was very physical as well. So completely in my element because I was always moving, <laughs> which is good. But now, you know, being... A knowledge worker, I'm mostly sitting on my ass. So, um, which is yeah, it's a weird one because yeah, you know, I, I want you know, I want to write more and I want to create more, um, and both those things require a good amount of time sitting on my ass, researching, writing, creating, and so, you know, I can get my hour in an hour that I would rather be six or seven hours. Um, I have to limit it to that one hour. In fact, I, you know what, now that I'm thinking about that, while I do get my regular physical exercise and I try to have a healthy ish lifestyle, you know, kind of do the sort of semi paleo ish kind of diet. Um, I'm now, Ooh, even as I am speaking here, thinking I could up, I could up my, if I was putting happiness on a scale, I could go from an eight to a nine or a 10 just by introducing greater amounts of time in motion like climbing mountains or hiking and, you know, when I'm outside for hours, 
and physically active for hours, like in excess of five, six, seven, out, you know, like a full day's work in motion. You would make me a super one. So two things you can make a super happy clay, you engaging, you know, dialogue with me via the app, chat app or whatever, email, um, comments. That's a, a, a happy button push. Make me happy. Ooh, clay's happy. Uh, or, and not or, and being outside. So, so I'm just thinking if I combine those two, which is why I like doing stuff on the mobile, right? Now that I'm thinking about this, here we go. (laughs) I can be out and on the, in, in motion. If I can increase that time where I'm in physicality, moving my body, doing physical things and being able to create things like the podcast and stuff like that on the move. Ah, so that's, yeah, okay, yeah, I have to think about that. So I might um, start creating some of this stuff I can do on the move, can I can go out, go for a big hike, imagine I go for a big hike and then get to the top of a mountain and record the coach's notes. Oh, yeah, that's coming, baby, that's it, that's coming. Also, now that I've just thought about that, the other thing I want to do and I got a whole list of goals and things I want to do for this year. And now that I'm talking about climbing mountains and being happy and doing the coach's notes on top of a mountain, one of the things that I want to bring back this year is the adventure coaching, my ascent program, where I take people up Snowden. It's a good weekend. We go Friday evening, Saturday, finish Sunday, lunchtime-ish. But we do coaching what I call adventure coaching. So using that environment and coaching along the way and using the mountain and nature as a, as one of the coaches on the program. It was a great program. Love it. Um, and it, it's like, that was, that was like, you couldn't ask for the perfect, if you were asking me what's the, what would be the perfect, perfect, perfect iteration of my job, that was it actually. Because I can remember times leading people up to the mountain and getting to the top of the mountain and looking around and like, hey, this is my office, man. <laughs> you know, and and actually that fits all that criteria of because you know it's about um all told, it's just you know, between six and seven hour round trip um to get to the top of Snowden and back down if you go up the pig track and then go down, come back down via the miners tracks you know depending on who you with it's somewhere between six six to eight hours depending on who you with the crowd because you only go as fast as your slowest person um but that that was that was the epitome of doing this whole coaching thing it was physical we were coaching we were having great thoughts we were having insights reflection people were changing having life epiphanies oh man i would yeah because we as i said it was two and a half days so we'd be out in the nighttime doing stuff we'd be connecting with nature and then just the physicality of of 
of climbing a mountain as well. Oh, all right. Ascent's coming. If you're interested in that, let me know because that will motivate the heck out of me if I know I've got a few people. It doesn't even have to be loads of you, just two or three of you that would, would enjoy doing something like that, the Ascent Adventure Coaching. Uh, let me know. And by the way, let me just put a plug in for the chat function on the Substack app website. You can go to my website or you can go to the Substack website, my Substack website, claylove.substack.com um, and do the chat there or get the app. And then because you're connected to the coach's notes and you can do the chat there. But anyway, in the chat, in the chat function of this or in the comments to make it easy. I know that's the thing, isn't it? It's to make everything easy for people. So you can do it in the comments. You can do it in the chats. I don't care. Just let me know in one of those spaces if that would be something that you'd be interested in doing. If I can get two or three of you to say yay, and it's not free, so I don't want to lead you on to think, oh, I'm leading you up this mountain and doing adventure coaching, and it's going to be a free gig. It's not. It has a price tag to it. So we got to do, it's like I said, it's two and a half days, but you have the a hotel cost and all the meals are provided um, as well. In addition to the, all the great coaching that happens along the way as well. Let me know. Anyway, so Doss Track got, 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 got caught into this happiness bug that I hit on. I hit on. That's a big one. That's a nice, like, um, yeah, epiphany. Is that what we want to call it? Understanding my own happiness going through this. Wham, right here on the Coach's Notes podcast. That physical space. And I'm not sat on my ass like I am right now. And will be for a good portion of today. And you know what that is? Um... And I'll have to do a podcast on this one because there's that productivity word and being out hiking is seen as like a pastime, right? It's a leisure activity. But for me, it's... um, it's a huge boost to who who I am being physical. I'm so used to being a physical dude. Um, anyway, so yes, number five on this list, and I'm conscious that this is probably going to be the longest coach's notes in ages. And that I have, so you might have to listen to this in stages while you're out on your walk. So number five, as a factor for happiness is a sense of gratitude and appreciation for what one has. Um, huge, huge, huge. And that's a subject in and of itself as well, isn't it? About cultivating gratitude and being grateful for, you know, your life as it is right now with what you have. Um, you know, sometimes we, we take a lot of things for granted and we don't realize just how good that we have it with the things that we have. And a lot of the 
sense of unhappiness comes when we are focused on the lack of, you know, I don't have this, I don't have that, I lack this. And so we see that gap and it makes us unhappy because we don't have something. We lack this thing, whatever that might be. And then when you turn your attention back to what you do have and don't, you know, don't mess it up by saying, oh, I can have more of that. You know, focus on and be grateful for what you do have and spend some time with cultivating that gratitude and being able to let go of thinking about or mulling over or stressing about the things that you don't have. Now, yes, I know there's extreme conditions on, you know, life things and that um, that will throw that equation a little bit out of whack. But even people who have gone through, you know, tremendous um, ordeals find this way to connect with themselves through gratitude and being grateful for the things that they they do have. Number six, then, is pursuing activities that bring joy and fulfillment. And, you know, as we just go backwards here on all of the things that we've talked about so far, absolutely, pursuing activities, do the things that bring you joy, do more of them. And there's an exercise, and maybe I'll do this on one of the exercises, uh, Monday things, but it's uh, around going and making a, a yeah, making a, a list of all the activities and things that bring you joy and fulfillment. Just make a long list. And then if, another list of things that um, detract from that. And then the idea is to eliminate the one column and then do more of the things that bring you joy and fulfillment. And prioritize your activities to do things that bring more joy into your life, to your daily life. And, you know, just, yeah, just do more of that. And I think, yeah, and it's back to that how, and I get it, and I get that we want to feel productive and that if I'm doing things that bring me joy, that somehow that's a leisure, nice to have activity, but there's all these other things that need to get done and they take priority because, that's being productive, that's being, I don't know. And so we do those things, and then we don't have any time to do the things that actually bring us joy. And this is a, oh, this is such a crazy thing because, you know, I've been tagging on my Instagram, Twitter thingies with the hashtag. There's a bunch of hashtags I've been added to, but the very last one is life is short. And as cliche as that is, it's just true. And um, if, we, if we spend so much time doing things that make us miserable and, you know, not happy, then, yeah, that becomes a massive waste of time, isn't it? And we... I guess because we live life like we're going to live forever, right? We just think, yeah, I'm going to be around for a long time. Life is long and we have to be here forever. So we feel like we got time for everything, but uh, actually we just don't. And 
Yeah, and you know, again, I'm guilty of this as well. You know, I think, oh yeah, I'm gonna be, you know, productive, and I'm gonna get down and focus, and blah, and you know, and you just just barreling away doing stuff, and before you know it, you know, the day is gone from you, and you know, have you spent some time doing the things that make you do? And some people might say, oh, you know, hey, yeah, doing those things, you know, being a workaholic is the thing that brings me joy, and if it does, and then it does, but um. Yeah, making that eval, you know, reflect, do some reflection on that. Are you spending enough time doing the things that bring you joy and fulfillment? And then if not, figuring out a way to increase the amount of time you spend doing things that bring you joy. And and I know that we've got to fight, especially from a sort of, Western point of view of this, you know, the an idle mind is a devil's workshop, and this idea that if you're not super busy, then you're underachieving, and you, and then that's wasting time by not, you know, doing ten thousand things, um, and so guilt comes if I'm doing something that I find joyful that brings me joy. Yeah, dear, yeah, got to push past that. And and if that's something you struggle with, you know, man, just maybe that's a maybe that's the basis for us to do a coaching session on if you're wanting to get into the sort of coaching game with me. And number seven on this list is a sense of accomplishment and achievement. That goes right back to um, what Dave said about getting stuff done sense of accomplishment and achievement, get these things done, boost your self-esteem, boost your confidence, uh, promotes feelings of satisfaction and fulfillment because you're getting things done. It's like, yes, I got that thing done. I set a goal, I achieved it, got that done. (laughs) You know, it's like, cool, two high fives and a hoo And it makes us happy. I'm going to speed up now because you're probably thinking damn i gotta get going um positive outlook it's number eight a positive outlook and attitude towards life you know me being an internal eternal optimist growth mindset all fits into this this space um you know having that growth mindset positive mindset improves just overall mental and physical health also goes towards increasing your resilience and again, that sense of well-being and happiness. Um, and it's not the, you know, the head in the sand thing and ignoring things. It's just the Mighty Python song, isn't it? Always look on the bright side of life. Do, 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 do. Is that, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I love that song. Life is just shit. 